It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. We recorded this set from comedian Matt Bronger at the Benson Ball in Washington, D.C. Let's go to the stage and Matt Bronger. Hello. <laughs> um, I should say, uh, for the people listening, uh, my enormous eggplant head is uh, too big for this stage. I can't. This stage is a little low under these lights. And my head fits exactly between these two lights, which is kind of, kind of a neat thing. It's kind of it's awkward, but um, I kind of thrive on awkwardness. I uh, once had to watch Brokeback Mountain with my dads. <laughs> Stop kissing! Um, I'm a big music fan, but I don't know exactly where I fit in the world. Uh, mostly because I lift weights to the Smiths. Anyone else? No, don't raise your... No one does. Raise your hand. How dare you? I am a snowflake in that regard. There's nobody else. I'm doing that. <laughs> am I really? Girlfriend in a coma? Doing curls? You know? But it just, it's what I'm into. You know, I should be probably lifting weights to like, you know, Slayer or Public Enemy or something crazy. But I like, you know, exercising, uh, listening to, you know, angst-driven Britpop with lead vocals by the darkest fairy in the woods of sorrow. It's kind of my thing. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, I, I live in Los Angeles, and I, I live on the east side of Los Angeles. Not east-east. You know, not crazy. And I'm not that idiot white guy that's like, I can live wherever I want, bullet, bullet. Uh, but um, I, uh, I noticed, like, the cholos, like, the, the gangster Latino guys love the Smiths. Do you guys know that? Like, they love the Smiths, which is kind of proof of God to me. That's, like, so beautiful and uh, incredibly random, you know. But I was in this bar in Boyle Heights, uh, which is in East LA, and these guys were leaning against the jukebox, listening to the Smiths, you know, listening like "How Soon Is Now" or something like that, nodding their heads, you know. And my friend goes over to them, and she's all wasted and feels like she can ask anyone anything, right? So she goes over and she's like, "Why do you guys listen to the Smiths and Morrissey? Don't you know Morrissey's gay?" And the biggest one, like the leader, was like, "No, he's bisexual." I've, uh, I've been enjoying uh, uh, being in D.C., and I imagine uh, po- talk about politics is probably like talk about uh, the movie business or like Hollywood in L.A. You're just like, all right, shut up, you know? But I, I, I want to say we have the most incredible bootleg Obama T-shirts in Los Angeles, at least one that I saw that blew my mind. It had uh, Obama's face. Uh, the Great Lawn, with all the people watching him get sworn in, uh, him getting sworn in, the Washington Monument, and the shirt just said, historical speech. (laughs) That's it. That's all it said, which I was like, that's amazing. It's like an alien made it, you know? Like, yes, I'm fitting in. Banana delicious. You're an alien. Hat on head. Hat goes on head. Yeah, get out of here, alien. I mean, it's really like having a shirt that has, like, um, you know, uh, uh, Astros and Mets, 86, good game. You know? Or, like, the Hindenburg explosion. It just says, bad day. Like, yeah, that was a terrible day. Why are you bringing that up? I don't know if I want a kid, but I kind of want a baby just so I can name him Rick. Like, I want a baby named Rick, you know? That's, like, my favorite uber-masculine 70s name. You know, like I have a shirt with a hippo on it that's yelling Rick, right? It's a hippo trying to get his friend Rick's attention. That's all it is. People ask me, I'm like, it's a hippo trying to get his friend Rick's attention. And they're like, well, yeah, I see that. I'm like, that's it. That's all it is. But it's a hippo just going, Rick! You know? And I should have, I feel like I should have added more, like, Rick! Rick, I'm outside! Rick, we're going to miss the movie! <laughs> 
people are staring because I speak English as a hippo, you know. But I want a baby named Rick just because it's such a man name. Like, if you came to my house and I was like, hey, you want to meet my baby? His name's Rick. Before you even turned your head to look, you'd have an image in your mind of a baby with a huge mustache <laughs> packing a box of camels with, like, greasy mechanic hands, you know. You're like, oh, nice to meet you, Rick. What you looking at, queer? What the? Rick? You're, dude, you're, Matt, you're a baby's a little homophobic. I'm nobody's baby, fucker. Talk to me. And then he'd get up to fight you and he'd bang his head as he can't walk because he has baby legs. You know, but he wouldn't cry. He'd just go, damn it! Oh! It's funny, a friend of mine, we went to the Space Museum, uh, we were at Space and Air Museum, we were looking at these guys and these fighter pilots. My grandfather flew B-2 bombers, and he was in Life magazine. His nickname was the Maximilian the Butcher Boy Bronger. Where, it's one of those things where, like, what happened to, what happened to men? You know, and there's, that's a big sentiment. But the thing is, I'm not, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'll do manly things. I can chop wood and stuff and maybe figure out how to change your oil, but, like, I'm not lamenting a lot of that because I know, I remember those guys, and a lot of those guys were really awful. Like, the kind of guy that, like, work on a motorcycle, and it wouldn't work, and he'd go, whore! <laughs> like, you ever heard a guy yell whore at a car? That's, like, so disturbing to me. Like, no, that's really dark on so many levels. But I guess that's kind of it. Like, you know, like a captain or a pirate or something sailing the seas, and, like, she's a fine vessel, like she, you know, and then it sinks, and he's like, Whore! That's a new one. Thanks for listening to that. Um, I'm an only child, so I like uh, having uh, uh, good news when I go home to visit my parents, uh, you know, because they're school teachers and they worked hard all their lives, and <laughs> I'm this friggin' joke telling eclair that you see in front of you. Um, and uh, uh, so I like to have good news because I haven't had the best news uh, for them growing up. I mean, it was okay, but uh, one example anyone else here been arrested for drunk driving while wearing a Kenny Rogers t shirt? Is that just me? I blew my chance for a cool mugshot, you know? I wanted it. Like, have you ever seen Frank Sinatra's mugshot? He's arrested, he's like 19, he's got like a tux on, his ties on. He has a tux on he evidently was like born in and grew into, you know? And he's staring to the camera like, I got pinched, fuck it. Like, it's amazing. You know, it's just like, whatever. And uh, my shirt, or my, my picture, I'm like, ah! And Kenny's on, Kenny Rogers on my shirt like, hey, Smiling, thumbs up, like he's happy it happened, you know. Got to know when to hold him, know when to call a cab, you dummy, you know. And the thing is, you know, but I will say this, not all DUIs are created equal. It was wrong to do it, and I was glad. I should have gotten arrested. I mean, it's all over the road like Frogger. It's like, I deserve that, you know. But, like, they're, all not, they're not all the same. Like, I was arrested in Portland, Oregon, you know, in, in 2002. Uh, George W. Bush was arrested for drunk driving in the 70s. Now. You know how drunk you have to be to get arrested for drunk driving in the 70s? You could have, like, a loose joint and a bottle of Jack. As long as you pass it to the toddler next to you, you're fine. Like, they'll be like, it's okay. It's the 70s, bro. Take it easy. Eagles are blaring out of the cop's car. They don't care, you know? But, uh, it, you know, lately the news has been good. But in, in about, like, four or five years ago, and I was still struggling, I came home with good but weird news. Like, the good news was... I was in, I booked a commercial, so there's some money, and I don't have to, you know, wait tables. The weird news was, it was a commercial for Summer's Eve. Yeah, 
That's not a what if. That's a what is. Okay, that's what happened. I had to go home and tell my mom and all my aunts and my female cousins. My dad's the only other male at the table at Christmas dinner about my summer's eve ad over a ham. Like, I got to tell everybody in the family, you know. And my mom's like, so what'd you get? I heard you got a commercial. What's it for? Like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. We just pass the beans. We're fine. We don't need to talk about that. No, come on. Tell everyone. And I'm like, summer's eve? And my mom's like, the douche? <laughs> like, no, mom. The motorcycles. <laughs> yes, the, what else? It's, God, just kill me. I'm sorry. I failed as a man. You know? And the thing is, the thing is, the saving grace is the ad I'm in makes no sense. Okay? You wouldn't even think it was for that. Like, I'll run it through real quick. I'm a husband, and I'm at home, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm fixing, like, like I'm wearing, like, a bowling shirt, like a real dick, right? And I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, hope they have meatloaf. A line I improvised that they left in the ad. Like, I was delirious at that point. Twelve hours of shooting. Like, ice cream's delicious, but it'll hurt your teeth. Hippos are fat but deadly. Hope they have meatloaf. Anything's coming out of my head, right? And my wife comes in the room, right? And the woman they hired is my wife. So gorgeous, like a model. Like, that kind of person you're just like, whoa, hold on. You're real? You know, like, almost like like a beautiful elf from, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, gorgeous. You know, and she comes in, and the thing is, I, you know, they always do that in Hollywood. They hire a schmo like me to be with the hottest girl you've ever seen, right? And I'm not knocking myself. I don't have a problem with how I look, but I mean, I'm built like a long baby, okay? We can just agree on that. I look like a stretched out baby, right? Or like a chubby seahorse. Okay, so she comes in, chubby for a seahorse, not for a man, okay? And she comes in, and she's like, You have a stain on your shirt. And I'm like, because I don't want to change, because men are dumb. So. I throw a tie on over the stain. Like, I have the brain of a monkey for some reason. Like, a tie and a bowling shirt. Yay. And, you know, she grabs another shirt, throws it at me. I catch it, and I'm like, meh. And the screen says, women know what's best. Summer's Eve. That's the whole act. They don't explain it at all. Like, I had stoner friends who'd watch soap operas. When that would come on, they'd call me and be like, hey, we're using a really crappy sketch just now. That wasn't funny at all. What was that, dude? Why were you in a sketch in the middle of the day? You know? It's an ad. And the thing is, I had a way better idea for my Summer's Eve ad. Okay, dig this. You age me about 30 years. You give me like a gray wig and a gray mustache. And you have my wife and teenage daughter in the next room behind a a closed door having the not-so-fresh-feeling conversation. Right? Which we can agree no woman has ever had. Right. It's a vagina, not a cabbage. What is that? You know? Produce? No. So... I barge in, because I can't leave well enough alone, like the well-meaning but dorky dad. And I'm like, hey, what are you pretty ladies doing in here all alone? What are you talking about? What's going on, huh? And my daughter just goes, ugh, looks into the camera, motions to me and goes, what a freaking douche. <laughs> Summer's Eve. Thanks, you guys. It's been amazing being here. Comedian Matt Bronger recorded on our stage at the Benson Ball in Washington, D.C., You can find Matt Bronger online at mattbronger.com.